Oh yeah, baby, the monster fuckers are back. Welcome to Monster Crush, a podcast that's a little spooky, always sexy, and surprisingly educational. Every episode, we dare to find love in all the wrong places in our never-ending quest for the best monster smooches. I am Derek Sword, and I'm beyond excited to be back with the one, the only, the incredible Heavenly. Hello, Heavenly. Hi, Derek. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's been almost two years. It's been... Has it been two years? Not not quite. I did do the math, um, the, the calendar math, on when our last episode dropped, which was July of 2021. So we are a year and nine months. Oh We've my had gosh. a year and a baby. A year and a baby. That's I We could have had two babies. We could have had Irish we twins. <laughs> <laughs> Could have had two podcast babies in this time. Yeah, it's it's been a hot minute. Hello, everyone. We're very excited to be back. Back into your ear holes. Thank you for welcoming us back so warmly. I put out just like a very, um, like, kind of cryptic, it wasn't that cryptic, of a tweet the other day from our Twitter of just like a hand rising from the grave. And I actually saw some people being like, oh, hell yes. So I'm very oh, excited. Yeah, it was very nice. Um, so yeah, we are on social media. We've got social medias that uh, we're all trying to to manage now. So uh, if you like what we do, check us out on on Twitter. It's uh, Monster Crush. Check us out on Instagram. It might be Monster Crushing. Look up Monster Crush. We're we're, we're on all the places um, except for TikTok because we're old. Yeah, no TikTok for us. Not yet. Um, so yeah, how, in in this time, how have you been? We we I know we in the past have started our episodes with questions, um, but it's it's been so long. I, I want to know all about like what 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 updates can we give our folks? Um, what updates can we give our folks? I don't even remember what was happening last time. I got my degree finally. I have a I'm I'm a master. You are a master. Congratulations. Um, I will I refer to you as I have, my, I have my master's degree. Um, let's see. We got... There's two dogs now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, evil, the evil one, of course, and then the stinky one. The evil one being... I think turkey, turkey burger. burger. Yeah, turkey burger is still yeah. still kicking hard, which uh, cute as ever. Of course. Yeah. She just celebrated her third birthday. Happy birthday, TB. Uh, her 21st birthday, we went on a bar crawl. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is new? I don't know. Just living life day to day, doing it, doing things. Still in Portland. Um, still in Portland, trying, trying to engage with social media as little as possible. So if you see, if you see anything on social media about Monster Crutch, just know that it was Derek and it was not me and I didn't know anything about it and I had nothing to do with it. (laughs) I manage so much social media these days. Um... (laughs) 
that's awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear that you are doing well. You and I obviously have spoken in the past two years. It's not like we've just been sitting here at our respective computers staring at each other in silence. No, but we didn't speak. We didn't speak. I would actually love to hear your thoughts on this because we I haven't asked you, but I know we hadn't spoken for one year. And then one night in the middle of the night, I did send that dead dove to your doorstep oh yeah and when you opened your door it exploded everywhere and out came yeah everywhere but that's when you realized it wasn't a real dove because i wouldn't do that that's super fucked up yes the prestige Uh, it was actually yeah it was a super elaborate paper mache i got really into paper mache for a while Mm -hmm. um and so I just wanted to know what your thoughts were when you received that super elaborate paper mache explosion that I sent you. Um, and then I, well, and then we can get into how I like, you know, transported into your home <laughs> right, the next right. day and just like to the horror of everyone. But uh, yeah, what no were skipping your thoughts ahead on, on this. The... Yeah. Um, boy, if I could uh, categorize my thoughts second by second, it was a roller coaster. Uh, you know, finding that box, having moved myself to a much more rural area, finding any sort of mysterious package on my front porch is... To... And I hadn't even known you had moved. That right. was the craziest thing. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think, the most upsetting thing. Um, so, yes, to find a mysterious package on my front porch is, uh, in a word, alarming. Uh, to find the uh, unknowns to me at the time, paper mache dove, furtherly uh, alarming, furtherly, of course, being a great word. Um, when it exploded, I was surprised you filled it with real blood. I still don't know where you got it from, but, um, that was from Turkey Burger. She actually got the blood. Uh, and I don't, I didn't, I don't ask questions. Yeah. It's best not to, uh, we're still scrubbing it out of the, um, the hardwood, but, uh, you know, I, yeah, it was, I could tell it was perhaps literally, but at least figuratively from the heart. So that was nice. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, it's, I wanted to announce my arrival. I wanted to let you know that I had been thinking of you. Mm-hmm. I and certainly that got that, I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Felt really and fun. and you know, the rest the rest is history. <laughs> it's it's something. Um, yeah. <laughs> so if if uh, I could do my update, then I did move uh, rather rurally. I moved from Ohio to the wonderful state of Washington. Um, and to, to from bustling metropolis, Ohio <laughs> to the, rural the Washington, Midwest. <laughs> um, yeah, I moved from, uh, from Columbus, Ohio outside to outside of Seattle. I am on the, uh, the Western peninsula across from Puget Sound, uh, from Seattle. And, uh, yeah, I live with my, my partner out here. We have a retired horse farm, uh, we currently have five horses and a, uh, criminal pony. Uh, he likes to break out a lot. Um, I am doing more in the TTRPG streaming space. I have an LLC now. I have a streaming channel with my partner called Sword and Key. Uh, and that's going really well. And we have shows that we're doing. And uh, I guess our podcast now is part of the Sword and Key network. Because why not? That's right. That's, that's, I, I own it. Um, so that's been really exciting. Uh, still have Saxon. He's doing great. Uh, we have a cat named uh, Edelin after the Owl House. She's a lot of fun. And yeah, then we have all of the fauna that just generally um, eat around here, whether it be ravens or deer or whatever things eat the deer. Uh, we've seen a coyote. We've seen bears. We've we've had a couple of bears come through. Uh, so that's been great. So yeah, when the when the dove exploded, that was my biggest concern. Was oh, real blood? Is the bear coming back? Uh, so yeah. <laughs> no, no. 
I asked the bear to not come back. I thought it was uh, just to give you a little bit of time. That's yeah. Really thoughtful of you. Uh, but yeah, you and I now both live in the Pacific Northwest. We are a, uh, I, I've heard, a very nice train ride apart from one another. Have yet to meet in person, but one of these days we will prove that the other person isn't just uh, a very um sophisticated artificial intelligence created to or a paper ma- or paper mache or a paper mache filled with dubs um the true prestige <laughs> so uh yeah well like i said we're excited to be back um heavenly messaged me uh about a month ago and was like hey i really want to get back into this and you know with school and everything that's that's kind of like where stuff dropped off and i had been planning a move and i had a you know job that brought me out here and just we, we both kind of didn't have the t- the time for this but our love for monsters did not wane um so i'm very i'm very happy that we have found our way back to the microphones and uh, into chatting with with each other because yeah we, we never really never really lost touch uh exploding paper mache doves aside and uh and I'm, <laughs> I'm very excited to kind of express our friendship and our, our shared love for monsters for everyone else to enjoy i'm so happy we're back i'm excited we're back. and I, I i i you know i think we could do there are a lot of ratings of mm-hmm. um top 10 returns on a sunday in april and I don't want to sure, do any sure. rankings, but I think we might be in the top, if the top five at least. Easily, yeah. Um, Sunday, yeah, I, April returns. Oof, I know some people wait just a couple of days. We, of course, you know, gave it uh, almost two years. But, you know, you take the time that you need. Um, whether you need to, you know, uh, plan around schedules or roll rocks away from caves. You know, it's it's really tough to say who comes in first. You know, we, yeah. we all, we all have yeah. our crosses to bear. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And we all have, a... <laughs> oh, that was really funny. Thanks. Thanks. I'm, I'm proud of that one. Bear. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to mention that I had a lot of rocks in my backyard that I had to move, which, <laughs> but I like, I like that one better. Yeah. I actually went on a, I went on a date recently with someone who said that he was, uh, into woodworking and I said, oh, like Jesus. And (laughs) and I don't know. I didn't, it didn't land the way I thought it would, honestly. (laughs) The noblest of professions. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't Jesus one of the most famous woodworkers in the world? I would be, I would be hard pressed to name five others. So yeah. Gotta, he's gotta be up there. It's, it's Jesus, mean, Nick Offerman, and that—that's all I got. Maybe uh, I can't but, attest to the quality of goods that he made, but <laughs> yeah, those don't really make it into the book for some reason. <laughs> Do you think there was someone who is like, who a couple months later they were like, "Did you hear that the boy who made our chair? Did you hear what happened to him?" <laughs> rough stuff really <laughs> rough stuff his side gig was ooh. um yeah okay uh, weird wait hold on i like the implication that jesus jesus being the son of god was his side gig and he was like a woodworker full time <laughs> I mean, he had to make money somehow right you can't just go out there and be multiplying yeah, he, loaves and fishes for free you know he invented the side hustle yeah 
Jesus, Jesus was like, if you offered me a million dollars or a book on how to make a million dollars, I would read the book. Well, to be fair, he got both jobs from nepotism from his dads, you know? Nah, we don't know. We don't know the quality of his woodwork. Well, he could have he could have been a gifted a woodworker. woodworker. Joseph but was that, okay, but is a family trade necessarily nepotism? I well, maybe that's fair. Maybe that's fair. The, the one, the other one I think you're was. you're right about the one thing <laughs> <laughs> was maybe nepotism. Oh man, Jesus Nepo baby? Oh, Jesus Nepo baby. Coming this Easter. Um I, oh god i have so many thoughts this is a great start this is a fantastic start <laughs> did you ever start. see the passion of the christ did you have that that uh wonderful moment in your life um i know i was raised catholic i know you weren't necessarily uh raised oh, as yeah. religious i went uh i went through a monica bellucci phase where i've oh, i've wow. seen every single movie monica bellucci has been in which included if you could believe it passion of the christ which yeah. was in my monica bellucci marathon probably the strangest of the films, but I did, I was really impressed that she, she speaks like five languages and she's mega hot. And so many people are Googling Monica Bellucci right now. Uh, yeah. Do yourself a favor. Turn off the lights, <laughs> turn off the Bluetooth. Google Get yourself Monica a Bellucci. nice cup of wine. <laughs> Pull up that Google image search for Monica Bellucci. Monica Bellucci. But do oh, you remember Monica the Bellucci. scene where Jesus supposedly invented, like, the standing table? Because everybody in the Middle East would, like, kneel to eat, and Mary comes in. She's like, why is this table so high? Nobody would use this. Like, she's like, no, I'm going to invent chairs. It's, it's such a weird <laughs> it's a, scene. It's a, <laughs> it's a two-part process, Mom! It, it's, okay. Honestly, it's a capitalist hustle, you know? If you're thinking about it, it's like, I'm going to sell this table just so I can sell more chairs. Just so I can sell the chairs. It goes around and around. That's how we get you. Oh God! Well, I think that's unfair to say. I think I think we do have to give credit where credit's due. That Jesus was like famously anti-capitalist. He was. That is that is true. Yeah. The uh, it is. Let's uh, not let's not blas blasphemize blaspheme blaspheme blaspheme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, as much as we are blaspheming, blaspheme. it is blaspheme. It is also fair to say that uh, yeah, Jesus stands. Uh, pretty left of what our, our current political spectrum is here in the United States, despite uh, what people think. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty anti-capitalist, pretty pretty anti-loans, um, uh, pretty 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 far pretty far left. <laughs> pretty Jesus far Christ, left. go figure. This is this is a Christian monster fucking podcast. <laughs> and oh, can you when imagine? we say. <laughs> And when we ask ourselves always, is God here with us tonight in the room? As we embark on this journey, can we feel God with us in our heart? Uh, and I think the answer is yes. Yes. Because when God sings with his creatures, is not a Bigfoot a part of the chorus? That's amen. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> To, I don't know how I'm going to segue off of this, folks. We, we have, <laughs> again, we we are we are happy back. Easter. We are we happy Easter. We're we're back. Things have changed a little bit. So uh, if you have listened to the old Monster Crush episodes and you're all you're listening from the beginning and you hit this one, uh, congratulations. That's uh, you've listened from like you've listened to basically a two year span in mere seconds. You're a time traveler. 
But yeah, we, we used to do things a certain way. We've had spooky news in the past, and we've had uh, dinosaur news, which I think was a subsection of spooky news. Um, we're still doing a lot of the stuff the same. Uh, but one thing we've kind of changed for the structure of our show is uh, we used to hide the the identities of our, our cryptids or our monsters, because we pull monsters from fiction and f fantasy and cryptozoology, D&D, &D, all different places. Um, we used to hide their identities until the very end. We're no longer doing that. Uh, we are going to probably be doing one monster per episode, but we are still doing the same thing where one person will present the monsters to our, our lovely victim, uh, whether that be me or Heavenly, or perhaps a guest in the future. Uh, and then the uh, the victim will choose a single one of those monsters, uh, the, the one they describe to them. So our episodes are probably going to be a little bit shorter and more digestible. Maybe not this one, because it's been a minute. We're talking about a big cryptid on this one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, in the future... It's going to be a single monster. That's also going to be interesting because we can bring back old monsters to pair against new ones. Uh, we can have monsters up in the running several weeks in a row. We're still going to have themes and all sorts of stuff like that. And I'm saying right now, episode 69 will be Mothman. We are not that far from it. So stick around. Uh, stick around. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're just gonna, we're gonna keep it a little bit lighter. We're still gonna have a lot of fun. Uh, if you still have spooky stories, uh, for your own personal stories, please still send those in and, uh, we still read reviews and uh, read those and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, it, we're just gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and maybe the next couple episodes are going to be weird while we kind of figure out what works and what doesn't work. But before we came back, Derek rest. and I, yeah, Derek and I sat down, we had a lot of conversation a long conversation about what we liked and what we wanted to improve. And we kind of just, the, the, the mystery bachelor was kind of fun, but I think at a certain point it got really clunky and mm. it was difficult. And yeah, sometimes our episodes were really long and I'm a big podcast fan. And for me, like a crisp 45 to 55 minute podcast is the way to go. Perfect. And yeah. most of our episodes were like an hour and 20 minutes. It was just too much. So we're going to change things up a little bit uh, still going to give you all of the monster facts and love and lore, um, but just a little more focused each episode. Mm -hmm. So, but still all of the same jokes and humor. Our, our lovely Christian definitely, We definitely haven't, yeah, our humor has not evolved, I think, in any way. So it'll still be super lowbrow. For better or worse, <laughs> we have not changed our level of humor. We It's still, you know safe for the whole family that's not true it's not um uh, but yeah no absolutely we are we are shaking off the rust we are getting ourselves well lubricated for our, our monster adventures uh and we appreciate you uh sticking around and hanging out with us and listening to our monster shtick uh yeah so in celebration of our return uh, we decided to do a bigger singleton today, as I mentioned. Uh, like I said, in earlier episodes, we tend to flirt with some of the less well-known monsters, some of the more obscure ones. Uh, but especially, you know, when it came to cryptids, when it came to uh, mythological things, we, we it was almost like a test for each other. Uh, but this one, I think everybody's going to get right up at the top, and uh, we'll make it easier for you in the future. But yeah, us being back is a big deal, so let's talk about a big deal. So... To describe this episode, Singleton, I know you have some news for him since we, we both know what this one is. Standing at 6 to 10 feet tall in height, weighing upwards of 500 pounds because this is the U.S. and I will not be using metric. You'd smell them before you see them, but that's only if you enjoy a long hike in the woods. You know what they say about big feet? That's right, we're talking about Sasquatch. 
Bigfoot. Woo! Gigantopithecus canadensis. Which is oh, is that his official it's, name? It's, it's an unofficial name, but yeah, the uh, the North American great ape has been called Gigantopithecus canadensis, the Canadian Gigantopithecus. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. Well, it, I mean, that's so official. Uh, yeah, there's well, there's different ones for like the like the Yeti has a different name, and like the Yowie has a different name because like, there's so many names for what we are going to be talking about. Well, what I am going to be talking about is the Sasquatch today, um, which I consider different than a Yeti. I consider it different than a Yowie. I consider mm. it different than a Yeren. Yeah. There's, there's so many out there, but in the same way that like, there's the grizzly bear and the black bear and the polar bear, they're all different parts of the world. They, they've got to be subspecies, right? Oh, maybe. So, yes, for at least this one. Yeah, because Sasquatch is Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Because even in the United States, there are different regional names, like the skunk ape, which is in the south. For sure, yeah. Sasquatch is specifically Pacific Northwest, which is where we both reside. Correct. And so, yeah, I knew it was going to be about Bigfoot, so I thought it would be fun to look up some Bigfoot sightings. Oh, yeah. To get us ready. And I, so I'm getting my information from the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, BFRO. BFRO, yeah. Because if you look at the the um, the logo, it's a B and then the rest of the letters are underlined. So they actually call it BFRO, which I love that. Yeah, and it has like some, it has like anal beads next to it, <laughs> it in the logo. Yep, that's, sure it does. <laughs> I don't know what else it could possibly be. I yeah, c- can't even imagine. Um, definitely, I'm, I'm trying to look up their logo right now. Um, oh god, it really does look like anal beads. I mean, it's yeah, it's a string of anal beads. It, yep, it's definitely not a bigfoot's an ass man. It's not a bigfoot like footprint or anything like that. Nope, can't be. <gasps> Do you think it's a bigfoot dick? No, maybe. No. Do you think that's what it looks like? Maybe. All knobby like that? I mean, they're hominids. They can't... Yeah, they would have just like a normal, smooth one. Probably. Yeah. At least, at least one. I mean, because they're not like canines. Um, they yeah, wouldn't so, have like the knot, you know? I don't like to talk about dog penis. You Okay, but you brought this up. I don't like it. I didn't bring up the dog penis. You brought Okay, you brought a Bigfoot dick. And I'm just saying there is... <laughs> There is a concept <laughs> of like, you know, the Michigan dog man and the Wisconsin dog man. No, no, the dog man! That those are also Bigfoot sightings. So if you're going to be talking about monster, we talk about monster dick here, haven't we? I'm not, I know it's been a while, but. I know, yeah, I know. It's okay. We can skirt around dog dick. Okay. <laughs> um, it's just that now that I have a boy dog, I just. Oh, yeah. Boy dog mom. Boy dog aunt is my roommate's dog. Um. He is here with us, though. His name's Odie, and he's super stinky. So, Bifro, Bifro, yeah. So, this is from the Bifro Database History and Report Classification System. Sure. Now, it's pretty official. It was launched in 1995, and it is the only collection of Bigfoot reports from across North America that have been investigated by researchers to determine credibility. Yeah. Very serious stuff. Yeah. So... They have a three-part classification system, Class A, Class B, and Class C. Class C is secondhand reports, third-hand reports, stories with untraceable sources. They don't even post that on their website because it's just inaccurate, and they're not interested 
in fallacies, okay? They're interested in only the truth. That's true. So if you see a class C, um, it, it's it's very unlikely that you would see it. They're kept in the archives, very rarely listed publicly. It says the exceptions are for published or locally documented incidents from before 1958. So before the word Bigfoot entered the American vocabulary. That's true. Class B are what most of the sightings are. So those are going to be incidences where a possible Sasquatch was observed at a great distance or in poor lighting uh, or any other circumstances that did not afford a clear view of the subject. Mm-hmm. So these are considered to be credible sources, but they just weren't really, it wasn't clear what they were or were not seeing or what they were or were not hearing. And then Class A involved clear sightings and circumstances where misinterpretation or misidentification of other animals can be ruled out with great confidence. So this is their three-part classification system. All of this information I'm getting from Beefro's website themselves. So I brought two reports. Okay. One is the most recent one from Oregon. Nice. Because that's where I live. Yeah. I thought that would be funny for me. And the second one is the most recent one... In the United States, which happened in March, March 18th, 2023. I was curious about that because I saw that they had listed as month and I saw that they had like Texas had a recent one. Uh, I think Florida and Ohio both had a recent one, too. So I'm. Different. Yeah. So this is from Florida. OK. Um, the one from Florida is the most recent. Some of the ones that were listed as March 23, if you go into them, it's actually they were updated in March. Uh, okay. uh, I think Arkansas has one from February, and I think the Ohio one was from January. But okay. this is Florida, most recent, submitted by witness Matthew Ganey on Saturday, Saturday, March 18th, 2023. Okay. This is 25 miles north of Pensacola. Uh-huh. which is in Escambia County, I don't know, intersection of Highway 29 North and Cotton Lake Road in the wooded area on the northeast corner, for those of you who are in there. For those of you near um, Pensacola. <laughs> okay. Observed. Qu- I'm quoting now. We've been hearing for about three years now branches being snapped at night and footsteps that are clearly from something bipedal. Most recently, we were standing on our porch late at night, and we heard what sounded like clacking. It sounded like hitting two rocks together. We haven't seen anything nor heard anything since then. We thought nothing of it until we heard audio clips at a Bigfoot museum in North Georgia. Also noticed, our German shepherd mix wanders towards the area often, sniffing the ground in the direction of the footsteps we've been hearing. Mm. Other witnesses, my wife... We were smoking a cigarette. Say it like Borat. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> Time and conditions, approximately 10 p.m. The skies were clear and the temp was roughly high 50s. Okay. Environment, wooded area, moderate vegetation. Pine Barren Creek is roughly one-eighth mile from location. There's a small bridge over Pine Barren Creek. Follow-up investigation report by Beefro investigator Matthew Moneymaker. What a name. name. (laughs) (laughs) That's, you know, working for the Bigfoot Research Organization, Matt Moneymaker. Matt Moneymaker. He's from Los Angeles, and he has a Bachelor of Arts in English Literature from UCLA. Wow, Matthew. Yeah, what else are you going to do with a Bachelor of (laughs) Literature? Go work for Bigfoot. Get him. 
Uh, okay, so this is what Matthew Moneymaker says his notes. Based on his description of the location, the sounds would be coming from an area alongside a power line route that runs north-south. And not just any old power line route, uh-huh. but rather the one that parallels the Escambia River for miles. The Escambia River is a hotbed of Sasquatch reports in Florida. Sexy. Oh, wow. Here, they have a photo of Matthew Moneymaker here. He is so handsome. Yeah? What? That? Okay. Oh, my goodness. Here, let me... Can I drop this in yeah, please, to you? Yeah, please. Please. Can I... Get, there we go. Get in there. Get in the chat. Get in there, Matt. Wow, look at this guy. I just sent it to you. Look at him. That okay. Yeah. He's I mean, a the, handsome man. The the black and white. He looks like Clark Gable. Yeah, okay, I can see it. Sure. I don't uh, know what Clark Gable looks like. He well, looks like a <laughs> He looks it. like a handsome man from around that area time, right? What's the uh, from that area? Oh oh you're saying the Clark the Gable era. era. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, I sure. What does Clark uh, Gable look like? I do. I have to look up a picture a, of Clark Gable. Uh, more of like a. They don't look anything alike. <laughs> Clark Gable looks like. <laughs> this man's way more handsome than Clark Gable. I was really trying to just be agreeable there and be like, yeah, you know, they both have jaws and noses. Sure. Clark Gable looks like a weird cartoon man. <laughs> He looks like he looks like the guy from the Evil Man from Bioshock who looks like Walt Disney. Oh, the the okay, uh, Clark Gable. Andrew Ryan is that his name? I don't, Bioshock. I don't the the one who who uh, like a man chooses oh, a yeah. slave obeys. Not Atlas, who was a good looking man. I think his name was Ryan Scott Ryan. Anyways, Clark Gable's weird looking. That's not a handsome man. I don't know what everyone is talking about. It's, it's His head is so round. He had like he had a suavity to him, like in Gone with the Wind. You know, the frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. He, I hear he had really stinky breath. Where do you where do you hear that? <laughs> or are you just making that up? I don't trust anything you say. I, yeah. I'm not making it up. I read once that Clark Gable a stinky breath. I'm I'm googling it right now. Okay. Um, Stinky breath. In the time that we have been apart, because this is bringing up Oh, he had a gum infection, 1933. He had most of his teeth removed! Did you you watch any Jimmy Stewart movies in the year and nine months that we were apart? No, who's Jimmy Stewart? Oh, God. Uh, 12 Angry Men, Miracle and... No, not Miracle. Did we talk about Um, Jimmy Stewart's ghost at one point? Something about his wife's underwear? Yes, his wife's underwear. We talked about how (laughs) Jimmy Stewart smuggled part of a Yeti's hand out of Nepal in his wife's underwear luggage. (laughs) So that's... What a freak. Was Jimmy Stewart in Fievel Goes West? I don't know. When you Google Jimmy Stewart, one of the photos is a Fievel. <laughs> I'm really worried that's just your algorithm. <laughs> what are you Okay, anyways. At? I don't know. Matthew Moneymaker, good looking dude. Hit me up, Matthew. Um <laughs> got a job. Next time I come to this we- <laughs> next time I come to this website, Matthew Moneymaker's bio is gonna include that he's more handsome than Clark Gable. <laughs> You need to get more active um, okay. on social media so Matt Moneymaker can, can can find you out there. How else are you supposed to have this this serendipitous meet cute? 
Because <laughs> I don't have a Facebook, and I bet that's what he uses. Oh, no. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, um, and so then I have, just real quick, actually, this is quite a long one, but I'm going to summarize. It was okay. a Class B sighting from Oregon, the most recent one, which was August 24th of 2020. So, like, middle of the pandemic. Mm. Um, fucking Katniss Everdeen was out here with her sons. Uh, it was uh, about 6 a.m. She was making coffee when she heard guttural screamings that became a whooping sound. Her dog was super freaked out, so she grabbed her bow and arrow. <laughs> she was doing the bow and arrow. And uh, went to go investigate. She called for her dog to follow, but her dog would not follow. This is Oregon, though, and, so it depends. Like, yeah. if, you're, if you're in liberal enough Oregon... Not like the the hardcore right side of Oregon where everybody has a gun, but like the liberal Oregon. It's like, we don't believe in guns, but we do have a recurve bow and arrow. <laughs> that's not true. There's a Socialist Rifle Association chapter in that's Portland. Tr- yeah, that's true. But but still. There are a lot of leftists with guns here, but right. So this is, <laughs> but this was Katniss Everdeen. She has right. her bow. Right. Uh, then she started to hear cracking, like something kind of stepping on on branches, but it sounded mm-hmm. like they were purposefully making as much sound as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dog tried to go out to the forest and was really freaked out again. And then she started to hear squirrels angrily chirping. And that's when she started mm-hmm. to realize she hadn't heard any squirrels the entire time this like guttural whooping sound was going on. She's never heard anything like this. She was thinking that maybe it was a mountain lion was killing an, killing an elk, but it repeated three times with about the same length and candidates. And uh, she went to Pendleton a couple days later and was describing the sound to a local hunter when a woman overheard and said that she thinks it was Bigfoot. Okay. Other witnesses, one 17-year-old son, the other good-for-nothing son was sleeping. <laughs> that was me editorializing. She didn't say that about her son. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, she loves right. him. It was yeah. 6 a.m. Uh, time and conditions, 6 a.m. Environment, oh. pine and fir forest. Interesting. That early in the morning, too. Hmm. Mm. I wonder if the squirrels were helping or were being mobilized by the Sasquatch. Like the Sasquatch was like, come to me, nature friends. Come to me. I think the squirrels, I don't know. We don't know much about Bigfoot and the squirrels' uh, working relationship. That's true. That's true. I mean, there's a lot of theories out there. Like, is Bigfoot like a nature spirit? Are they able to mobilize the squirrel uh, militia, at, you know, the, the squirrel Minutemen, anytime? Ugh, that is actually a really good question. Yeah. So the follow-up report, it was investigated by BFRO investigator Kevin Lewillen. 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 Lloyd Lewillen. Anyways. Uh, he talked to the witness by phone. Okay. He learned that they camped many times, and they mm-hmm. camped at this spot for six days and didn't see any other people. Uh, on the fifth or f- fourth or fifth morning, and this is super key, the witness started cooking bacon. And that's when she began to hear the vocalizations, because we all know that Bigfoot loves the smell of bacon. It's like Big what a lot foot. of Bigfoot hunters yeah. use to draw them out. Is Loves bacon. that processed pork. Yeah. Each vocalization started with a four to six second growl that went into scream with five to six whoops. It was about 10 seconds between vocalizations. Bigfoot's a woo girl. Uh, the witnesses said the branches sounded as huge 
the branches cracking sounded like huge branch breaks, but mm-hmm. were constant as if something was walking around. There was no foul odor. The dog in question is half boxer, quarter German shepherd, and quarter pit bull, and is usually not afraid of wildlife. Interesting detail. Yeah. Okay. Solid. Let's learn, Solid let's learn about Kevin. <laughs> uh, he, he's been a vet since 1984, a veterinarian. Veterinarian, okay. okay. Uh, he recently retired. Okay. Um, the picture of him, he looks like a friendly old man. He's got a hat on and some sunglasses. Um, oh, wow. And he goes to a lot of the uh, expeditions. They do have, Beefro does have many expeditions, which are not reserved to just members uh, all over the U.S. I am looking at their uh, their 2023 Bigfoot expeditions. They have uh, British Columbia. There's two in Washington, California, Arizona. Can we two go? In Colorado. We could probably go. It says uh, open to non-members. Minnesota, Iowa, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, West Virginia, New Jersey, and Tennessee. Wait, where are you finding this on their website? Oh, it's on I their see homepage. it. Expeds. Yeah. I see mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Open to non-members. I will say their well, website we has very heavy um, graphic design is my passion vibes. Um, mm-hmm. But I also love at the very bottom of their homepage, I do want to read this because I think it's it's a great kind of like pseudo mission statement. And just like it says in, in bold, what are the undisputed facts about the Bigfoot slash Sasquatch mystery? It's a fact that for more than 400 years, people have reported seeing large, hair-covered, man-like animals in the wilderness areas of North America. It is a fact that the sightings of these animals continue today. Real or not, these reports are often made by people of unimpeachable character. It is a fact that for over 70 years, people have been finding, photographing, and casting sets of very large human-shaped tracks. Most are discovered by chance in remote areas. These tracks continue to be found to this day. It is a fact that the cultural histories of many Native American First Nation peoples include stories and beliefs about non-human peoples of the wild. Many of these descriptions bear a striking resemblance to the hairy, mane-like creatures reported today. These are some of the facts. There is, however, much disagreement as to what these facts mean. And it goes on a little bit longer, but it's uh, it's basically like, we, the Beefro, and its members take the the view that Bigfoot's a thing. They the wash two, there's two dates in Washington, June twenty second to June twenty fifth. That's the Cascades. Okay. And then the peninsula is August twenty fourth and August twenty seventh. Now I have a wedding in Seattle on June twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. So we could do the expedition, the twenty second, yep. the twenty third. I could go straight to the wedding. Just <laughs> covered in Sasquatch stink. Yeah, covered in, in Sasquatch stink. You gotta have your, your squatch collar. Um, probably like maybe I'll meet thing. a maybe I'll meet a date to bring to the wedding there. Maybe, maybe uh, I still I still got I've got an open plus one. Maybe Matt might be there. Matt Moneymaker. Uh, oh my god! What if Matt Moneymaker were there and I asked him to go to my friend's wedding with me and he said <laughs> yes just because he thought it would be funny? Like uh, he's probably so used to that though. A good-looking guy like that. Ah! But then we danced the night because it's a seventies wedding, so oh, you know, okay. yeah. And then we, like, dance the night away, and he's telling me all about his time in the 70s, because he's, like, probably 65. (laughs) (laughs) He was alive in the 70s. Tell me how accurate this all is. (laughs) (laughs) Then we fall in love. But he can't commit, because he's committed to Bigfoot. Yeah, he's just going to break your heart. I'm telling you right Uh, now. But we could have a magical... His photo is just staring at me over my recording window. 
just like just the gray eyes, the the gray wow, black and white maker. photo of him. Post uh, that. Post that on our Instagram with this episode. I will. I absolutely will. And then do a photo of Clark Gable because I'm sure a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just do. I'll do a, like where you can post the four photos together. I'll do the photo collage. I'll do Matt Moneymaker, Clark Gable, Bigfoot. And uh, we'll we'll decide what the fourth. We'll one. figure something out we'll for the fourth one. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe just the the beefro uh, butt plug. Or, yeah. yeah. Or Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. People know. People need to see the butt plug. Maybe it's Jesus presenting the beefro butt plug. Oh yeah, that I like that. Yeah. Um, God, I'm I'm gonna forget, and I'm gonna re-listen to this episode as I'm editing it, and then I'm going to remember. Um, <laughs> God. Well, so uh, to talk a little bit more about Bigfoot, and I really appreciate those stories. I actually did look up uh, a story of my own just in case we did end up having time. Uh, the most recent sighting in my personal area, because I am on the, like I said, the Western Peninsula from um, from Seattle. So the Puget Sound separates where I live from Seattle. So when I was working in downtown Seattle, I would take a ferry and every single day I had like a two hour commute. Um but I am pretty close to Olympic National Park, which is itself a hotbed of Bigfoot activity. Like I said, I am on a somewhat rural horse farm. I'm surrounded by these beautiful, tall, evergreen trees. But when it becomes night out here and there are no streetlights or anything else, and the only light is coming from the old farmhouse that I am living in, uh, I am terrified that Bigfoot is out there. I do not go out at night unless I have to. Um, mm. so, so yes, I, I absolutely have that fear deeply implanted into my brain now. Um, I did want to uh, to kind of ask you, since you are uh, the the person entertaining the Sasquatch for this particular episode, I wanted to throw a couple, because like I said, we, there, there's a ton of names for Bigfoot for Sasquatch. So how sexy you find some of the, the names for this particular great uh, North American great name. So I'm going to throw just a couple at you. Let me know, like scale of one to ten. Like okay. if you just heard this name. Scale of one to ten for each of them, or am I ranking them? I, there's a lot of them. I'm not going to make you like memorize all of them. So just like the immediate okay. vibe you get off a name. Um, okay. So, so if we're talking like um, Agagwe. Oh, I like Agagwe. You like that? Okay. What about Booger? I don't love Booger. That's fair. I think that's fair. But it, I guess it could be cute, like as a nickname, like Booger. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. D- Devil Monkey. I do like devil monkey but it's mm. not my favorite i think anything with devil in the name is kind of a little silly mm-hmm. it feels like a c-list you know? like marvel superhero like it you're does. only gonna get a it also, like, we don't we don't know his relationship we don't know if he even knows the devil i think we i think we assume the devil has a lot of friends and i just don't think that's true that's fair especially on the lord's day i think that's fair yeah <laughs> uh what about Cowman? I don't like cow man, but I do like cowboy. So I, I wonder if maybe. <laughs> I, true, I wonder yeah. what that. <laughs> I don't know. It seems too serious. Cow cow man. Uh, that's it's often used in Texas. Like the Texas Bigfoot is often called uh, the cow man. So I wonder if there's like a weird snout thing that goes on with uh, Texas Bigfoot. Cow man. They... Oh, the cow man. Oh, damn, oh, cow no, man's the on, cow man. on the property. Oh, that uh, was a cow man. Uh, what about Skookum? Skookum? That's Skookum. fun. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that uh, sounds like someone's nickname that they got in high school because they did something <laughs> weird in the school pool, like they had diarrhea or something. 
<laughs> so true. Uh, <laughs> old Man of the Forest. I do like Old Man of the Forest. I don't know that it's sexy, but it's it's it it ha- there's gravitas there. It's dignified. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, this is my friend Dave, Old Man of the Forest. You're like, oh. He's the Old Man of the Forest. (laughs) (laughs) His dad was also an Old Man of the Forest, so I mean, you know. (gasps) Speaking of Old Man of the Forest, you would appreciate this. This is a little bit of a side. But I always say that Odie, my roommate's dog, kind of looks like the Leshy. Okay. Yeah. The the, the longer, like, beard. Odie, put your face down. Very, very handsome. So Odie is no, a, he's stinky. Is a terrier, and has kind of like a longer mustache kind of face. I, I do, uh, do like dogs with little mustaches. Um, yeah, a leshy, an old man of the forest, a forest spirit. Sure, he, lo- I- he looks like an old man of the forest. Yeah. Um, okay, one more. Uh, skunk ape, to a classic. I, I do like skunk ape because I think it's funny. That's true. Yeah. Also, feels like a nickname you could get in high school. Oh, yeah, from, like, not wearing deodorant after gym class. Yeah, or, like, uh, in a group of, of kids that, like, skateboard a lot, and they're just like, uh, I hate my name. I hate being called Ernest. I want to be called, like, I don't know, Skunk Ape. And they're like, all right, skunk yeah, ape. hell yeah, Skunk Ape. Because he's right. always blazing at 420. <laughs> hell yeah, blazing at 420. So is, see- what, is Skunk Ape, is there, like, a weed strain called Skunk Ape? Because I bet there is. Oh, there has to be. I mean, there has to be, yeah. Especially with uh, how um, legalize it, organize or Oregon and uh, and Washington are, and with the prevalence of Sasquatch up here, there has to be one called Skunk Ape. I would be surprised. If it but it's not federally legalized yet. So if you live in an area while you're listening to this where it's not legalized, just don't listen to what we just said. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Uh, this, yeah. This part will be bleeped out if you are in a. Uh, I mean, probably like a red state, if we're being honest. Um, So, speaking of names, the term Sasquatch uh, was actually first used by British Columbian teacher-slash-journalist J.W. Burns. He was a journalist that was kind of like living in Canada at the time and taking a job as a school teacher, kind of... You know, it it was 1929, so even then, there wasn't a ton of industry where he was. And he was going around... He was talking to a lot of the the native peoples, and he wrote an article for McLean's magazine called uh, Introducing British Columbia's Hairy Giants, a collection of strange tales about British Columbia's wild men as told by those who say they have seen them. And he Wow, bas- what a shady title. Uh, right? It's, a lo- it's wordy and shady, but, you know, it was 1929, so beggars and choosers and all that. Um, so Sasquatch is an anglicized version of... Of, I found two different uh, native groups. There's the Halkomelum and the Stahiles, um, and the, it's basically the word Sasquets. And so he took mm. that, anglicized it to to Sasquatch. And in the native, whatever, which, whichever group, they might even use the same word. It, it's supposed to mean wild man. So that's basically what we're talking about. Um, okay. Yeah, a wild man. And then the term Bigfoot, uh, which actually came later on, uh, was from a guy named Jerry Cruz in 1958. He was working with a logging company. J. Uh, Crew? Jerry Crew. But yeah, I guess technically <laughs> J. Crew. Yeah. Yeah, you know, famous bulldozer uh, operator, J. Crew. <laughs> bulldozer operator and uh, clothing magnet, 
J. Crew. Yeah, everyone yeah. has their start before fashion. It, it's what makes it such an approachable industry. Well, you know, bulldozing operating is such a side hustle too. So you know, maybe, maybe both in the same way. What do you uh, think his side hustle was? Being a fashion designer or no, the, bulldozing? The bulldoze operation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe that, that was what he, like, the clothing was for the money and the bulldozing was for, like, the passion. It was the passion. Yeah. 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 The passion project. <laughs> so, basically, he was working in Humboldt County, California. Uh, he was out there. He discovered a set of large, like, 16-inch, I will give you the metric, 410 millimeter, uh, human-like footprints that were sunk deep into the mud near the Six River National Forest. So, he tells his coworkers, and like, oh, yeah, we've seen these, too, all, all over the place. And we've also seen other weird stuff, like uh, the big oil drums that weigh like 450 pounds have been moved mysteriously and stuff's been thrown around and we, we don't know what's going on. So they they think that there's like a prank being pulled on them, but it keeps happening. They can't really find anybody that's doing it. Uh, a bunch of the people got interviewed by a, the Humboldt Times newspaper. And when they were interviewed they gave the name Bigfoot for the thing that was mm. moving these around based on the, the tracks and everything. And uh, and so that made it to the newspaper October 6th, 1958. And apparently that story just spread and the term Bigfoot became super widespread as a reference to the, the unknown creature leaving massive footprints. Because footprints, I mean, are like the big thing for for any type of Sasquatch. Or the, big, the big footprints are kind of a big part of the Bigfoot. Yes, yeah. Bigly. Um, <laughs> but I will say the the shadow to that story is that in 2002, um, the family of one of the deceased co-workers of Jerry Crew, uh, a guy named Ray Wallace, had passed away. They stated that their father had been secretly making the footprints with like <gasps> a big wooden fake foot that he had been walking around. So the term Bigfoot actually stems from an intentional hoax. And that's kind of one of the tough oh. things with, with Bigfoot stories is that there are so many hoaxes out there. I mean, there are people who make a living off of hoaxing. Uh, you know, there's one guy, I'm not going to name his name because he's kind of an asshole, but he keeps coming out like every couple of years, he'll come out and be like, I got a Bigfoot carcass and here's a picture of it. And people are like, that's a monkey suit that you threw like deer antrils into. And he's like, no, but I'll sell it to you for $10,000. And he's done this like three times. And you know, there's there's just so many hoaxes. There's so many people who are trying to make money off of this, uh, and like even to this Does day. Does he keep making money? Do people keep buying his stuff? People keep paying to look at it. So he's like, he kind of makes his living off of being a hoaxer, which is kind of weird to think about. But that's weird. Yeah, he he goes on you know news channels and he's like, yeah, I'll I'll sell this to the Smithsonian. They'll verify everything, and he makes his money with appearances. He makes his money with you know, touring around the thing. And then he makes his money afterwards because then it becomes a famous hoax. And so, yeah, people, I mean, people pay for odd stuff. We, we do Ripley's Believe It or Not. We do, you know, Gisborne World Records. We, we do weird shit, even when we know it's not real. Um, you know, think of the, the Fiji mermaid, obviously a fake mm. thing, but you know, people love to look at it because it's an oddity. It's creepy looking. It is. It is. Uh, so yeah, even to this day, that, that area where like those tracks were found, it's still called the Bigfoot capital of the world, even though it's based on a hoax. So huh. I thought that was interesting. The, one of the earliest Western written records of, of any type of Sasquatch or Bigfoot in North America comes from, uh, David Thompson, who wrote in 1811, he was mapping regions of Canada and, uh, and kind of like 
northern United States because the borders were all weird at that time. And he was speaking to the Spokane people, and he said that they believed in a race of giants which inhabit a certain mountain off to the west of us. And that was all he wrote. That was like the, the main like sentence that he wrote. And that's still considered one of the first Western writings of any person talking to native people and be like, oh, they believe in giants. Mm. And so he he spoke to, you know, other tribes in, in Washington, what would become Washington State. Um, and yeah, they basically said there's a race of hairy giants that lived on one or slash some of the nearby mountains, uh, possibly Mount St. Helens or the Cascade Mountains. Uh, that they would steal salmon and sometimes would steal people while they were asleep. And uh, this was also the first time that a footprint was mentioned in relation to that they said that the uh, the giants left footprints uh, like one and a half feet long. So one of the first times... One and a half feet long, which would be like 18 inches. About 18 inches, yeah. And yeah. the other feet were 16 inches, so okay. Yeah, I mean, we're, so we're he just he just size. made it up, but he wasn't he wasn't wrong. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like the stories had been around, and we're going to talk about the Patterson Gimlin film because how can we not? But uh, I mean, the thing with with Bigfoot Sasquatch, we could do several episodes on this. I'm going to try to compress uh, a lot of these big stories into into one sort of thing. But the reason I really want to talk about like the North. Pacific Northwest North American Sasquatch is because if I were to talk about the Yeti and the Yeren and Orang Pendek and the Yowie, it would be doing a disservice to all of these stories because there's so many, so many different places. Okay, so folks, we decided that already hitting the just probably, right we, now. We've just what, decided. We've literally just, decided. I'm going to. We cut did the, an aside that you weren't a part of. I'm going to cut that out. But uh, we're already hitting pretty close to the hour mark, and there's a lot more Bigfoot to talk about. Like I said, we could do many, many episodes about just the Sasquatch. Uh, so, to the interest of of you, the listener, we're going to break this up into two episodes. Uh, we will talk about all of the stories. We're going to talk about the uh, the Ostman encounter slash the Ostman abduction. Uh, we are going to talk about Ape Canyon. We are going to talk about the Patterson-Gimlin film. And then we're going to talk about like all of the, the theories behind Bigfoot, both the, the naturalist and also the woo theories. But we are going to do all of that next episode. So just to keep you titillated for an extra uh, week or two. Uh, so yeah, uh, Heavenly, just right off the bat, how how you feeling about your, your upcoming encounter with Sasquatch? I'm super excited. I'm really looking forward to it. I did an everything shower this morning to prepare. A what? So, an everything shower? Say more. I, I don't I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> an everything shower is the shower where you do everything. You wash your hair, mm -hmm. you do a, a hair mask, mm -hmm. you exfoliate, oh. you shave... You do the body butter, you do like a shower bomb, you do everything. So it's like a 45 minute experience. You only do it, you don't do it every time you shower because that would be a lot. Every shower that you take is a compromise, <laughs> except for the everything shower. Every shower you take is a compromise is something I want stitched on a pillow. Uh, well, great, because my, 
my brain immediately went to, you were just going to shower with everything bagel seasoning. I'm glad it's not just that. Um, so is that where you're, you're using your shampoo conditioner, uh, like combo pack that you get, uh, from, uh, like it's the, the men's kind of single bottle conditioner shampoo <laughs> is that a fun, a fun fact about my household. There's three of us, two women and a man. My roommate and I, Taylor, uh, we each have like two or three tiers mm-hmm. of a of a bathroom caddy dedicated to all of our things. My other roommate, Matt, he has one item in the shower. <laughs> Can you guess what it is? <laughs> Body wash slash shampoo slash conditioner. Hell yeah. No, I I've never The best been thing that is that he doesn't even have any hair. <laughs> I have totally never been bald. that kind of a person, but I absolutely, I, I was in a fraternity in college. I know exactly what that kind of person is. Uh, more power to him. Uh, well, great. Shout out. His to everything Dave. showers are brief. <laughs> done and done. Don't even wash the legs. The water washes down and gets them clean. <laughs> That's, uh, I can't say that. Matt's very clean. I would never say that. Yeah, I just think it's funny that he has it. Shout out to Matt. I would never. Family. I would never degrade Matt on our podcast. Uh, well, folks, stick around for our... Uh, well, we don't stick around, just don't stare at your phone or podcaster for uh, a couple of weeks because we will be back, uh, but for a little bit. So do other things in the meantime. Uh, take care of yourselves and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and with that, I think we're going to end for this week. Yeah, thank you. We haven't done one of these for a while, but uh, thank you to Nick Lambert who did our, our music. He's our musician and you can find him at, at Lambertropolis on Instagram. And I'm not going to spell it. It'll just be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. We are a member of the sword and key network. You can follow them on Twitter and on Twitch at sword underscore and <laughs> underscore key. That's underscores between all three words. Like subscribe, rate and review us. We don't have any new reviews. Well, actually we might, I didn't check my bad. I'll check next time. <laughs> tweet at us your monster crush at on twitter monster crushing or we have an instagram which i think is also at monster crushing so you can tweet us or you can dm us but if you dm us anything inappropriate i will drop your full handle yeah we talk about dicks and monster genitalia we don't want to see yours we don't want to see your fucking monster genitalia todd <laughs> yeah todd any... mats are cool any... todd's are not <laughs> Um, stay, and you know what? Hey, stay, stay throbbing for part two. Oh, yep. Also, we're obligated to engage in capitalism, so stick around if you want for an anchor ad. Ad time. Ad time.